This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of dog training. Now, in full disclosure, I'm not a dog trainer. I'm a veterinarian, but I'm going to tell you how you can save your dog's life with appropriate training. So we'll be right back after these messages. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of dog training. Now, not to neglect all the cat owners out there, but let's admit, cats don't want to be trained. They are actually trainable. It just takes a lot more energy and a lot more effort. Now, if you've heard and listened to my ER vet podcast before, you know my two basic rules of dog ownership are 30 minutes of exercise every single day and two semesters of dog training. Now, typically that's puppy training, but it really doesn't matter how old your dog is. If you just adopted a nine-month-old, two-year-old, 10-year-old dog, please take the time to do dog training. It doesn't have to be just for puppies. Why is this so important? Well, the first one I've talked about before in terms of environmental enrichment. So please make sure to check out that previous episode on the importance of exercising your dog and your cat. It's really important to help them keep in shape. It's important for them to be able to get that environmental enrichment, and it really stimulates them. Okay, let's focus on dog training. Why is it so important? The reason why it's important is because I promise you it's going to improve both your quality of life and your family's quality of life, not excluding your veterinary professional's quality of life and pretty much all your neighbors out there. It's also going to improve your dog's quality of life. Why? Because once you have a dog that's more obedient, it really improves the human-animal bond of how well-bonded you are to your dog and cat. Now, with my very first dog that I ever had, his name was JP, named after Jamaica Plain, where I got him from in Boston. Now, with JP, 
All my friends and colleagues were always wowed with how obedient he was. Well, he didn't come trained. I had to train him. And as a veterinary professional, I wasn't exactly sure if I needed puppy training or not. I mean, I knew the basic commands like down, sit, stay, come. But I decided to go ahead and do two semesters of dog training. I happened to be living in Ithaca, New York. So I enrolled him in two obedience classes, the first one being a puppy obedience class at the Ithaca Dog Training Club. Now, even before I took him to his first class, I started working with him. And when I mean that I'm working with him, my basic philosophy is that I started basic obedience commands. Now, why is this so important? Because you really want your dog to be able to listen to you. I also have the philosophy that dogs have to earn their keep in their household. In other words, they have to be polite. I don't want my dog jumping up on me. I'm a veterinarian. I have dogs jumping on me all the time. I want my dog to sit politely when I ask him to. And so before he gets anything in the household, like he gets fed or I'm putting a collar on him or I'm putting a leash on him, I want him to sit politely and realize that I'm top dog. So I want you to start working on this as soon as you adopt or purchase that new dog. That's how important dog training is. More importantly, please keep in mind, If you sign your dog up for dog training, that doesn't mean that just you go to dog training with your dog. Your whole family should go. Now, with my second dog, Milo, my husband didn't appreciate that I had to drag him to puppy training on Monday nights because I forgot it was Monday night football. Regardless, he came with me every single Monday because I emphasize the importance of how the whole family needs to be able to train the dog. You don't want your dog just listening to the mom and not the dad or the children, right? So I want the whole family coming together to these training classes. Now, the reason why I love dog training classes is because they don't actually train your dog. They train you how to train your dog, which is really, really important. So again, so important that you do two levels of obedience training. Now, you guys know me, and if you don't, you can read my bio on my drjustinelee.com website, but you should know I love pit bulls. When it comes to pit bulls, they have a bad reputation, but they are the most amazing dogs ever. I always joke that I'm part pit bull. I look tough on the outside, but I'm really sweet on the inside, which is the same way pit bulls are. However, pit bulls need early human and dog socialization or other pet socialization. I'm a huge advocate of adopting, but I'm also a huge advocate of adopting pit bulls and some potentially more aggressive dogs as puppies, because I want to be able to make sure that they get the right training from the very beginning. That's also because I have cats. So I have to make sure that my dog is very well adjusted to all my cats. So with my pit bulls, I always do early human and dog socialization at least two semesters, not two classes, okay? Not like this week and next week. I want you to do at least two semesters. So we're talking at least 20 classes here. Yes, that's how long it takes to train your dog. Now, I realize dog training sounds like a lot. It is. It's once a week, again, typically an eight to 10 week semester, but it's so important and you still have to practice at home. If you could just commit to training your dog five minutes a day, which is nothing, that's the amount of time you spend scrolling through Instagram and social media. I want you to take that five minutes and actually train your dog. Do multiple sessions of sit, stay, down commands. I promise you again, it really will help your dog master those commands, and it's really going to improve your quality of life at the same time. Now, Keep in mind when it comes to training, you should never, ever, ever use verbal 
or physical punishment. In other words, please never swat, spank, hit your pet at all. This is going to result in more behavioral problems. And now you have to pay to have a professional veterinary behaviorist help you. The reason why we never advocate for physical or verbal punishment is because not only does it ruin your relationship with your pet where they're going to run away from you, but instead it really stresses them out physiologically. What do I want you to do instead? I want you to use reward-based training. This is when your dog does something good and then it gets something positive. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of different types of training out there. There's clicker training, traditional training, but in general, I'm a huge advocate of positive reinforcement. And keep in mind, this works on dogs, children, and spouses too. What exactly is positive reinforcement? Well, when your dog does something good, you give them something good. All right. So what are you going to do? You just adopted or purchased a new dog. You're going to make sure to make a veterinary appointment to ensure that they're up to date on their vaccines and they're started on their preventative medicine. You're going to get a secure type of collar. And I'm also a huge advocate of getting a gentle leader. Now, how are you going to pick the right dog training facility? When in doubt, you really want to do your research. And the easiest way is by asking your veterinary professionals. They typically will know the best place to do dog training. Now, my little tip is I never pick a dog training place that uses negative reinforcement. I don't want shock collars, choke chains, pinch collars. I don't want punishment. It should always be positive reinforcement. So make sure that you're picking a good dog training facility that uses positive reinforcement. Now, I'll fill you in on a little secret. My little trick for finding a really good trainer is making sure that it's a trainer that also advocates for a gentle leader leash. Why is this so important? This is like one of the top three things that I buy when I get a new dog. A gentle leader looks like a muzzle, but it's not. It's actually comprised of two straps. And I recommend checking out a video of it on YouTube or on their website. One strap goes around the muzzle. The other goes around the back of the head. And I promise you, it's a modified leash. It is not a muzzle. Your dog can pant and eat and bite and do all everything that it wants to with this gentle leader. Now, sometimes you'll hear a gentle leader called a promise collar, and I promise you it's totally worth the investment. The idea of the gentle leader is it really mimics what happens with a wolf. In the wild, if an alpha dominant wolf is trying to exert dominance over another wolf, they're going to grab the muzzle of the submissive dog. So when you attach a gentle leader correctly, when your dog pulls on the leash, Pressure is going to be exerted over the muzzle strap right over the muzzle. Again, it doesn't hurt your dog at all, but I promise you it really helps prevent your dog from pulling on a leash. The second strap applies pressure around the back of the neck. Now, when a mother wolf is carrying their puppy, they usually do so by the scruff. So it's actually thought when that pulling tension happens, when your dog is pulling on the leash, it actually relaxes your dog. So again, huge advocate of the gentle leader or promise collar. Same exact thing when I'm picking a dog training facility. If they have teachers that are advocating for shock collars or pinch collars or choke chains, I would really avoid them. Instead, I really want one that uses a gentle leader. My last little hint, harnesses. Not a big fan of harnesses. You can't control your dog with a harness. And 
they're really hard and complicated to get on. So I see a lot of people using harnesses that go around the armpits and over the back and over the neck. In real life, you never see veterinarians using them. And my general rule is follow and do what your veterinarian or your veterinary technician does. I'm not a big fan of harnesses because they don't actually teach your dog not to pull on a leash. So again, the next easiest thing you can do besides dog training for two semesters is investing in that gentle leader. Now, in full disclosure, I usually only use a gentle leader for about six to nine months in the first year of my dog's life. Because after that, my dog is perfectly obedient and well-trained, so I don't need it after that. My dog doesn't pull on a leash anymore. So again, really important tool. Make sure you find that really good dog training facility. Make sure you check with your veterinarian about it. And I promise it will help improve your dog's behavior and your quality of life. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. As a veterinarian, I want you to keep your dog as healthy and happy as possible. After all, our dogs reward us with fun, laughs, love, and a ton of affection. Well, what better way to reward your dog's loving companionship with Rockwell's Pets Pro Natural Dog Vitamins? These vitamins help provide a powerful fusion of amino acids, trace minerals, vitamins, digestive enzymes, aloe vera, and glucosamine, which helps support a healthy canine metabolism and promotes a strong immune system. Plus, they're 100% satisfaction guaranteed and produced in the United States. Help give your dog a healthy skin coat, healthy hips and joints, and immune support. For more information, go to rockwellpetspro.com. That's rockwellpetspro.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Yes, yes, I know I'm a veterinarian. I know I'm a veterinary specialist. I am not a dog trainer, but I believe dog training is so important. So, so far, we've talked about the importance of finding a good dog training facility, a dog school. Again, ask your veterinarian, ask your neighbors, ask in the dog park, check the online reviews, and ideally pick one that uses positive reinforcement 
and advocates for the gentle leader or promise caller. Second rule, please invest in a gentle leader or promise caller. No, this podcast isn't sponsored by them, but that's how much I love their product. I promise you this gentle leader modified muzzle system makes training a whole lot easier and really teaches your dog how to walk on a leash properly. All right. So what do you need to know about dog training? Well, the first thing you need to know is it is not appropriate for your dog to run after bikes or bark and try to chase runners, being a runner myself, or lunge at people or attack other dogs or chase rollerbladers or run into the street. And unfortunately, in the veterinary ER, I end up seeing so much trauma because of poorly behaved dogs. So that's why I'm a huge advocate of appropriately training your dog. Again, not only does it provide brain environmental enrichment, but it really makes your dog a well-mannered, polite member of the family, which is so important. Classic example. If you're walking into the house, you have two kids in tow, you have grocery bags, you have your backpack on. It may seem cute when your 10-pound puppy jumps on you, but when your 10-pound puppy becomes an 80, 90-pound dog and is jumping on you when you get home, it's actually dangerous. Not only could you fall down the stairs, but it's not a well-behaved dog. So we want all our four-legged family members to be polite members of the family. The second thing, it keeps your pet safe. Again, shouldn't be chasing a rollerblader, shouldn't be chasing a car where they could get hit. And again, it can be life-saving. I've seen way too many dogs accidentally hit by a car because they're running into the street to chase something. And because when you say the word come, they don't come back. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have a dog that comes back as soon as you call it, but that's our goal. Please don't waste your time training your dog how to do cute tricks like shaking hands and jumping up and giving you hugs. Those are not useful commands. Sure, they're great, they're fun, but those are not the ones you should be working on. There's really only five commands I want you to know as a dog owner. Sit, stay, come, heal, down. That's it. No flip, no shake, no hug. One of the reasons why we don't actually advocate for teaching your dog to shake is because now your dog is going to shake and actually paw at you anytime it wants something. So if you meet any veterinarian's dogs, they typically don't know the shake command. Okay. So again, really simple five commands. Now, the next important thing to know about all the mistakes that people make when they train a dog. Now, there are five main mistakes. First of all, not training consistently. As you get your new pet, please again, take that time to schedule five minutes a day where you can work with your dog and train them. The second thing, not involving the whole family. Make sure all the children and family members and spouses are also training your dog for five minutes a day. Third mistake. I talked earlier about positive association or positive training. When you do something good, you get something tasty. By the way, my favorite training snack are microwaved small cut up pieces of hot dog. You can keep them in a little plastic bag in your pocket and dogs go crazy for hot dogs. They'll do any command for a hot dog. When it comes to positive training, when your dog does something good, you have to reward them instantly, not a minute later, not 30 seconds later. By that time, your dog's forgotten about what command they just listened to. So you always have to have that bag of microwave hot dogs readily available. You don't have time to run into the kitchen and grab that treat. Remember, positive association means I did a great command. I want a reward instantly. So again, positive training, way to go. Dogs will do anything for that hot dog piece or find something that works really well for your pet. 
negative association is bad. What's a classic example of negative association? If you have a backyard dog that's barking constantly, he's annoying all the neighbors, all your neighbors hate you because the dog is barking, you may go outside and give your dog a rawhide. You're well-intentioned because you're trying to make your dog stop barking. You're trying to occupy them. But what you just did was inappropriate negative feedback. Your dog did something bad and you just rewarded them. All your dog is thinking, oh, if I bark, 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 I'm going to get a rawhide. Awesome. So it's actually going to teach your dog to bark, bark, bark even more. That's why you have to be careful how you give commands. Another classic example, you're getting home from work and your dog is going crazy in the kennel. They're bouncing, they're lunging, they're trying to get out, they're wagging their tail, the whole crate is shaking. If you come into the house and you're like, hey, Fluffy, how are you? Good dog, good dog, good dog. And you open up the crate door and you give your dog lots of loving, you just inappropriately negatively rewarded your dog. Your dog has bad behavior as they're howling and scratching to get out of the crate. And you just rewarded them by opening the crate door, which you actually want to do, even though I'll admit it sounds torturous, is you want to wait until your dog is lying down, totally quiet. And totally ignore your dog when you come home. And as soon as they're quiet, lying down, that's when you open the crate door and say, good dog, and give them lots of loving then. So I know it sounds really hard, but one of the reasons why we see so much separation anxiety in dogs is because of inappropriate negative association with training. When you're leaving the house and you're spending all this time loving up your dog, it actually may make them more anxious than you just ignoring them and walking out the door. So when in doubt, please work with an appropriately trained dog trainer. And if your dog has more serious behavioral problems, please make sure to consult with a board-certified veterinary behaviorist. Last two mistakes I see when people are training dogs, not using short, concise commands or getting your commands confused. Two biggest commands that I see mistakes where people confuse the words are down and off. Down means lie down. You put your dog in a sit command first, then you say down and they lie down. That's different than when you're sitting on the sofa and you want your dog to get off the sofa and you say down. They're already lying down on the sofa. What do you mean get down? What you mean to use is the off command. So if I was going to add two more commands to my five command words besides sit, stay, come, heal, and down, it's going to be off and leave it. Those are pretty important too. Last mistake that I see when it comes to dog training, not using hand motions at the same time as giving a verbal command. Now, my old dog, JP, was so amazingly obedient. He could be running a football field away and accidentally be chasing a deer. All I would have to do is yell down and give the hand signal for down, which is a clenched fist moving in the down direction. And he would stop what he was doing and lie down immediately. That's how well obedient trained your dog should be. So using appropriate hand commands because your dog wants to see the command from far away if in the event that they can't hear you. So again, five biggest mistakes I see. Not training consistently. Again, five minutes a day. Not involving your entire family, your children, your spouse, your partner. Not understanding the difference between positive and negative training or associations, not using short, concise commands, and not using hand motions at the same time as verbal commands. I know it doesn't make sense for you to know this off of the top of your head. That's why you need a good dog training facility. Again, they should be teaching you all this. When in doubt, please know that it is worth the investment of an hour for eight to 10 classes for at least two semesters to make sure that your dog is a 
appropriately obedience trained. People always say, oh my gosh, I wish my dog was like your dog. Your dog is so good. Well, your dog could have been like that if you just invested in the time to obedience train your dog. I promise you, having a well-behaved part of your family will improve your bond with your dog. And it's also going to be really fun and environmentally stimulating for your dog to learn too. Trust me in that once you have a well-trained dog, life is better for the entire family. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.